It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. On this episode of The Conversation Piece, we present The Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence, made possible by the Canadian Women's Foundation and produced by The Walrus Lab. On the podcast, experts from various industries talk about supporting abuse survivors and changing a culture of violence that happens behind closed doors. A woman or girl is killed by violence every 48 hours. If there is intimate partner or gender-based violence happening in the home, what happens when a global pandemic dictates that you stay there every day? Welcome to The Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence, a series of episodes made possible by the Canadian Women's Foundation and produced by The Walrus. I'm Emma Mackenzie Hillier. When disaster strikes, gender-based violence rises. Canada's emergency plans don't account for how diverse women or gender-diverse people experience crises. Stakeholder conversations are often happening during or after the need has presented itself. Funding to victim services should happen before the crisis arises. Anuradha Dugal is the Vice President of Community Initiatives at the Canadian Women's Foundation. She examines the consequences of not shockproofing our emergency planning against intimate partner violence. Anuradha spoke at the Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence. Unprecedented wildfires, followed by devastating floods in eastern Canada. Powerfully destructive fires across the country, rapidly melting permafrost in the north with a warming rate at least twice the rest of the globe. I'm Anuradha Dugalik, the Canadian Women's Foundation. What's happening in 2023 is that we're realizing we're living in the era of polycrisis. Disasters overlap and mount like waves and sweep us in their tides. Perhaps we were naive before about the way this happens until the early eerie days of the COVID-19 pandemic. Restrictions on travel, shutdowns, stay-at-home orders and curfews felt downright apocalyptic in 2020. We doom-scrolled. We hung on the words of health officials we didn't even know the names of before. We checked our feeds hourly for the latest infection and death rates. Some of us feared the worst. In past disasters, those of us in women's and community services had seen abuse rates increase and inequalities simultaneously deepen for women and gender diverse people, especially the most marginalized women with disabilities, indigenous, black, and racialized women, two SLGBTQIA people, women in remote areas, just to name a few. The 2008 global economic crisis, the 2013 floods in Alberta, the 2016 Fort McMurray fires, the list is endless and it rolls on and it gets longer every year. They led to higher rates of intimate partner abuse sexual assault, 
and other forms of gender-based violence, although you didn't always hear about it in the news. Only one month into the COVID-19 pandemic, rates of violence against women and girls were called a global shadow pandemic by UN Women. The data came in from the US, from France, from Germany, from Japan, from Korea. In Canada, femicide rates bumped to reach today's stunning level. A woman or girl is killed by violence every 48 hours. Calls to police and crisis lines have surged and intimate partner violence has increased in intensity and severity. And to add to the pressure, especially during the pandemic, those in precarious female-dominated service jobs, personal support workers, cashiers, cleaners, were in a double bind. These often racialized and newcomer women would bear the brunt of, would bear the brunt of greater risk of abuse at home on top of higher levels of illness and hardship at work. Even though the movement of the virus was unpredictable, its gendered impacts were not. Disaster strikes, gender-based violence spikes. But Canada's emergency plans don't disrupt the strike and spike pattern. They do nothing to prevent it. They simply do not account for the unique ways diverse women and gender diverse people experience crises. A review of 28 regional plans found that just two refer to gender. Just five mention women, and only two refer to domestic violence. At the municipal level, where much of our immediate response to disasters happens, a review of 24 emergency planning documents found no reference to women or gender at all. This omission, this gender gap in our emergency planning means that in times of crisis, those tasked with rolling out the emergency responses are neither attuned to nor trained to respond to the shared experience of more than half the population. And local charities reported during the pandemic, months into it, when the disproportionate gendered impacts became just about impossible to ignore, local officials pressed them for opportunities to consult. But the thick of the crisis is the exact worst time to launch stakeholder consultations. It puts already overstretched community-based services under inordinate pressure while they scramble to close the gaps due to inadequate pre-disaster planning. And as these shelters and services remain steadfastly open, stay-at-home orders fail to make this clear. Safety planning for gender-based violence was not a central part of the, gender, of the emergency response. Now fast forward to today. Municipalities and government leaders are declaring intimate partner violence a pandemic, an epidemic, excuse me, after the femicides and the fatal domestic violence, such as what happened in Sault Ste. Marie. Some are vowing to marshal funding to victim services. It's an important move. All the same, our historic slowness to close the gender gap in crisis management continues to cost lives and leads to untold trauma. It leads us to some fundamental questions. Who exactly are our emergency plans for? 
whose safety and livelihoods are we prepared and eager to protect? Who do we choose not to concern ourselves with when we plan for the unexpected? We have more than enough evidence to understand that crisis leads to gendered abuse and hardship. How is it that our crisis plans barely breathe a word of women, girls, and gender diverse people? It's about time we answer these questions. In the male-dominated field of emergency management and planning, consultation and collaboration with everyday women and marginalized people are exceedingly rare. This needs to change. Our federal government prioritizes the consideration of gendered realities in financial support for emergency preparedness through its feminist international assistance policy. We need the same commitment for disaster and emergency response domestically. We need to invest in shockproofing our communities against gender-based violence so that when shocks of fire, flood, conflict and outbreak strike us, spikes in abuse and femicide don't happen. A nuanced understanding of how human beings in all our diversities live through crises and their aftermath is overdue. Equitable responses that don't leave anyone behind are the only way we'll be able to get through. Thank you. Anuradha Dugal is the Vice President of Community Initiatives at the Canadian Women's Foundation. Anuradha spoke at the Walrus Talks Gender-Based Violence presented by the Canadian Women's Foundation. To hear more of these talks, subscribe to the conversation piece on your favourite podcast platform. You can register for upcoming events online or at a city near you by visiting thewalrus.ca slash events. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.